0: welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week we're focusing on election interference, social media influencers, the pandemic, and Zooming with Santa Claus. All this and more coming up. Northeast Ohio is in the running for a new military information warfare facility. The U.S. Department of Defense is considering the Ohio Air National Guard's 179th airlift wing at Mansfield Lom Airport as one possible site. The other is Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport in Minnesota. Ohio's Air National Guard commander says it would bring in-demand cybersecurity positions to our area. In addition, he says they'd be in the middle of the military. Cutting edge cyber capability and the fight against emerging cyber threats. One of those cyber threats, of course, is election interference, which President Trump is complaining about as he continues his baseless allegations of a vast conspiracy to rob him of the presidency. In fact, he was so incensed that he fired the director of Homeland Security's cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency known as CISA, which was in charge of election security. And he did so because Chris Krebs flat out said the election was secure. And Krebs talked about it on CBS's 60 Minutes. I have confidence
1: in the security of this election because I know the work that we've done for four years in support of our state and local partners. I know the work that the intelligence community has done, that the Department of Defense has done, that the FBI has done, that my team has done. I know that these systems are more secure. I know, based on what we have seen, that any attacks on the election were not
0: successful But CISA does a whole lot more than just safeguard election security. Connect Safely CEO Larry Magid talked to science and technology writer Wayne Rash. A big role is also helping other organizations and making sure that they, their operations are also secure. And that includes hospitals and pharmaceutical companies working on vaccines. With the Connect Safely report, I'm Larry Maggid for CBS News. Speaking of vaccines, Governor Mike DeWine says we could start getting them here by December 15th. Which, of course, would be a massive relief, because also this week, the pandemic took a turn for the worse as the number of COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, ICU admissions, and deaths rose nationwide. And experts say that trend is likely to continue into the new year. That's because millions of Americans disregarded pleas from health experts not to travel and attend Thanksgiving holiday gatherings, and now they're worried they might just do the same thing for Christmas and New Year's. So now some colleges are using technology in a new way to get their students to act responsibly in an effort to slow the spread of the virus during this holiday season. What they're doing, CBS correspondent Laura Podesta reports, is pay social media influencers to spread the word. Biology major Sarah Currens doesn't consider herself an influencer. I just see myself as a college girl with an Instagram. But earlier this year, the senior at the University of Missouri was chosen, along with five other students, by an outside marketing firm her college hired to help stop the spread of the coronavirus. To get the word out. A spokesperson for the university tells us It worked really well. Laura Podesta, CBS News. So for more insight into why using social media in that particular way might work, we talked to University of Akron Assistant Professor of Marketing, Alexa Fox.
1: Influencer marketing is a trend that we're seeing now as something that's really popular and it's taken off with social media. But really, if we kind of go back to looking at celebrities and athletes you know, endorsing brands, this has been going on for, for many years, for decades. Even as far back as maybe 100 years ago, we see major brands that still exist today, like Dodge, using athletes like popular Olympians at the times to promote their vehicles. And so today, social media really takes that same opportunity of taking someone who is well-known or maybe someone who wasn't as well-known prior to all of this And it's really leveled the playing field. It gives anyone from anywhere an opportunity to have a voice and brands are really taking notice. And I think that's where this opportunity for COVID comes in as well is there's so many people who may have a say on something and it doesn't always just have to be people who are already in the public eye, but it could be people who are just everyday consumers, everyday students in this case. And sometimes that can even resonate a little bit better with fellow students than someone who doesn't seem as relatable
0: so does it play into kind of the feeling among a lot of people these days that they can't trust official spokespeople and that's why they're going for somebody that's maybe their own age or really isn't necessarily famous on some sort of a higher level
1: I think that's right and especially among younger consumers Social media users tend to trust influencer opinions over traditional celebrities, to your point, someone who's more famous or well-known. And so we're seeing this trend of nano-influencers who have less than 10,000 followers or micro-influencers who have up to 50,000 followers being particularly effective because despite their smaller reach, They tend to have very high levels of engagement with their followers, and that really helps them resonate with them and feel connected to them, more of like a friendship as opposed to someone speaking on behalf of a brand.
0: Given that's the case, what do you think about colleges and universities then reaching out to these influencers? and giving them money and saying please model positive behavior when it comes to COVID-19?
1: Well I think it can be very effective because really the most important aspect of influencer marketing is credibility. Influencers need to be able to explain information to their followers in a clear and authentic way so that they're perceived as trustworthy. And I think that, again, with students being able to be seen as more of, that's someone like me, that's someone who I might see on my campus and is someone who actually attends school on my campus just like me. So I think hearing the message from people who are also in your same situation and therefore seem more authentic when they're sharing the message and sharing their experiences of wearing a mask, being socially distant, being safe, is really an effective way to kind of drive the message home with your target audience.
0: Given that college students are more likely to believe that they are immune from COVID-19 and more likely to engage in risky behavior, at least in congregate settings like keggers or hanging out at the bar or whatever, do you think that this kind of peer-to-peer social influencing is going to have a positive effect? I think it can absolutely have
1: a positive effect because again, we're seeing that more authentic communication of someone who really resonates with you, someone who looks and seems and acts like you and plays the same role in the campus community as you. So I think being able to see others on campus who are really demonstrating that behavior, still engaging in campus life, but being able to do it in a way that is safe and appropriate given our current circumstances can really go a long way with making you know some different choices and really trying to influence behavior of, of our students.
0: while it might not be the year for your kids to sit on Santa's lap in person at the mall, if you go online, you'll find lots of sites and news stories about Santa doing his holly jolly thing via Zoom video conference. Cor Harlan of KOIN-TV in Portland caught up with the jolly old elf and he has this report. Santa's been using Zoom long before it became a way of life in the pandemic era. He says it's a good way to connect while retaining the intimacy of the experience for kids. We get to have a one-on-one conversation, a heart-to-heart conversation. The children can tell me, uh, you know, what they want for Christmas. And we go over it with the elves and make sure that we pick out something really nice for them. And uh, it's worked out real well. So have you been good? Santa's studio is just off the main floor of the toy-making factory floor at the North Pole. is in on zoom calls with families that are scattered around the country last year he visited with children from england and japan and that's it for now stay happy and healthy and we'll see you again next week that was this week in tech with gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net.